Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. And I'm going to be very depressed whenever we hit our first leap year and we're saying 366 days per year. Well, that's a terrible that's way to start one. off the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Next year's probably, right? It is next year. Maybe that just means we need to extend Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to two days to make up for it. Well, just, that's where we need to tag the extra day on. Forget February. Yet again, Julia comes in with the smartest idea I've heard yet. <laughs> Maybe America should just get Boxing Day like the rest of the world does. Mm. I'd be down for that. Me too. Guys, I just have to say this week has been amazing. It for has been time. amazing. <laughs> Yesterday we had, we were so close. We almost had 400 downloads in March on a, oh man, on one, in one day. That's pretty impressive for us. And, and today we got even closer to that number. Oh crud. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. Never mind. I'm looking on our stats and they run on a different time zone. So it says yesterday, but that's today. Pretty awesome. You well, have great like I listeners. Said, I was saying to Tom before we started recording, Julia, that before you hopped on, just for context, the past two days, two days in April, we got over 700 downloads. Last year, all of April was 1,200. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> awesome. Right? That's cool. People are chomping at the bit for Christmas, I'm convinced. Who can blame them? The feels have worn off from actual Christmas and they're back for more. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I broke my travel mic, guys, so I had to buy a new one today. So hopefully uh, I'll have it before I travel again. Oh, man. Well, that's you nice. have a travel mic? It sounds good. Cool. does sound good. The little legs all broke off. Oh. Well, one of them sucks. Ellie broke one of them, so I broke the other two off, hoping it would stay steady. So if you hear loud clanging or banging, it's, it's that. And I'm sorry in advance. How many people did we, do you think we actually fooled with our April Fool's Day episode? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I do love whoever commented that um, they were impressed we didn't break once during the episode. And all I could think was, oh, the outtakes. Do we all have the outtakes to Patreon? Uh, by the time this episode airs, we will have. We did? Okay, so you can hear we did break a lot. <laughs> a lot. I think we had just as much fun making that episode as we did watching the, the reactions roll in. I hate April Fool's Day, by the way. I, I hate pranks. I am not a fan. I don't like to be pranked, and I don't like to prank other people, but that one, that one I would do again. <laughs> so, so did you not like Fred and George and Harry Potter? I don't mind watching them not in real life do it, but I hate, I don't like pranks. I think they're mean. 
I don't like making so I, it feel bad. I, I <laughs> called my mom yesterday. Oh no! You pranked your mother. I did. Well, you know, my our house flooded. We've been out of our house. It's taking a lot longer than it should. I called my mom, and she's like, "How are you?" I was like, "Well, it'd be a lot better if our construction crew didn't set our utility room on fire." She's like, "What?" And I was like, "Burn down, burn two walls and uh, the ceiling, so we're out of the hotel for a little longer." And she's like, "Tom, I don't know how this keeps happening to you guys." I was like, "Don't worry, it didn't, Mom. You're, just, I get you every year." <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be me, though. See. When my kids are old enough to not be in the same house when they prank me, they're going to call and do that kind of stuff too. Next year, we should do an episode and pretend it's our last one. Ran out of content. You know, it's a oh, final show and then drop it. Sad. See, I don't want to make people <laughs> sad. So then we need to like hint at it leading up to that point. Like it can't just be out of the blue. No, <laughs> that's where we you should have abandoned the idea. Not play the long figured game. out a way to yeah play the long game. <laughs> no, 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 this is going wrong very fast. <laughs> so basically, the first whole the whole first quarter of next year, we do the crappiest movies we can think of. So by the time we get to April first, it's like <laughs> it's over, guys. It's you know, over. Anthony, there's a reason our listeners all like it, like Julia so much more than us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was her nice voice. Oh, I, think I think that's just one of the reasons. <laughs> Is it because me and you bicker like the two dinosaurs in the special tonight? Oh, I don't know that we could say they bickered. That one didn't even know he was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was kind of like your two halves of your personality had split and we were watching. <laughs> But we'll get to that. So for those who don't know, tonight we, we are covering 1987, right? 1987's Acclamation Christmas Celebration. I'll say famous and infamous. We got a lot of feedback on this special. Lots of feelings people have about it. So I'm excited to talk about all that later. But first, Tom, could you give us a synopsis that I pulled from IMDb, which is not the best synopsis, but I mean. Uh, <laughs> hold on, give me a second. I'm going to wing this. Okay, go for it. It's Christmas time again, and we have two dinosaurs, Rex and Herb, frenemies, one might say, that take us on a journey of a typical small town's Christmas choral celebration. Let's just stop it there. I think that pretty much covers it, right? Yeah. yeah. Let, let's run into let's run through the credits real quick. But before we do, I'm not gonna like give away what I thought of this special. I thought I had seen this before. I definitely seen parts of it before. I don't know if I ever saw the full thing. <laughs> but, but it was something, man. But, uh, <laughs> but it was something, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be my commercials. I don't know if they're Geico commercials or what, and that guy's getting a tattoo, and um, the guy the guy getting the tattoo looks really nervous, and the tattoo artist goes, "I am one of the tattoo artists in this town." Like, don't you mean one of the best? <laughs> Lane, man. So this aired in 1987 on the. Same night, a Garfield's Christmas first aired for the first time. Interestingly enough, which is another oh. uh, beloved Christmas special, which we will definitely be covering later this year. This was directed by Will Vinton, who did Return to Oz. Have either of you two seen that one? That movie, um, yeah, is that's the one up. with the heads, right? 
Yeah. I freaking love that movie. I and like she's locked in an insane away. asylum at the beginning. Yeah, it's crazy. Ooh. That movie is something. What's hilarious is we'll come back to it. I didn't read the outline until after I watched the show. And yep. I was super surprised and pleased that some of my instincts were right on. <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, later. Okay. So Will Vinton also did the California Raisin Show, the Claymation Easter, Claymation Comedy of Horrors, Meet the Raisins, The Raisins Sold Out, The California, California Raisins 2, Dinosaurs, a fun-filled trip back in time, Marvin the Martian in the Third Dimension, A Christmas Prince, The Little Prince, I'm sorry, A Christmas Gift, and Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, no, not the Christmas Prince that you love, Tom. (laughs) So his production company also designed the M&Ms that we're also familiar with today, the red and yellow 3D M&M. Oh, what? That's cool. Um, but I don't know if they designed it when he was still in charge or after his son stole his production company from him. This guy has like a tragic like story. Like his production company was taken away from him. The guy who did the music for this special, who we'll get to in a minute, he didn't get paid for any of the music due to rights issues, like mainly because of the California raisins. So one of our listeners, Jerry Davila posted this great behind the scenes, um, it's an official website for the special maintained by people involved with the special. And it's, it has a great behind the scenes making of type story. And uh, it's really interesting. So that's on our Facebook and Reddit page. If people want to check that out, it's worth a read. It's kind of lengthy. Um, it was good. And speaking of Jerry Davila, before we go any further, I feel like we need to shout, give him a shout out because we have been referring to all the ranking bass specials like Rudolph and, the year without a Santa Claus, etc., as uh, claymation specials. But this is the one true claymation special. Those are all stop animation puppetry. Mm-hmm. Do we need to get to give him a shout out? I think we do. I get it, but we're just going with the vernacular. That's just what people say, right? Yeah. That's like a gateway I'm, argument, man. I know it is. It's, it's a <laughs> terrible argument. I'm. I'm now. T- I'm now not. I'm no longer content with trolling my co-host. I want to start. I want to start trolling our listeners as well. Our beautiful, glorious, awesome listeners. Not not cool, man. Not cool. I'm just kidding. I like every. <laughs> Jerry knows I like him. We're good. So this special is written by Ralph Little, who did, who wrote this and Spirit of the Wind. Uh, the music was done by Patrick Little, and he did this and meet the raisins but that was confusing uh, on set little hey, and little, little and little little and little <laughs> <laughs> so there are only really two people worth calling out of the cast and they're the only two credited all of the rest are just labeled as singers so herb the dinosaur who is a triceratops based on roger ebert was played by tim connor and he did, I guess he did voices in Oscar Night, Claymation, Comedy of Horror Show, The Adventures of Mark Twain, The Little Prince, and Rip Van Winkle. And Rex, a.k.a. Tom as a T-Rex, was, hey, hey. <laughs> was voiced by Johnny Counterfeit. He was also based upon uh, Siskel. What was Siskel's name? First name? I don't know. But they were based on Siskel and Ebert. Johnny Counterfeit, uh, this is literally his only credit. Eugene Siskel. Eugene. Oh, Eugene. 
So, why don't we start histories with this special and just like an overall impression? Because I'm very curious to see what we all think about this because all the feedback we got from this was like good feedback. Like people were very excited we were covering this. So, ladies first, Julia. Um, I'll jump in. Tom. Okay, say ladies first again and let's cut that out because that just made me sound like no. a horrible joke. Nope, nope, I'm totally keeping that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ladies first then. Okay, I'll jump in. <laughs> so, Tom, ladies first, why don't you kick us off with your history and your uh, overall impressions? So, I didn't know that I remembered this movie at all. I remember, but I did. The only thing I, I thought I might remember was... Uh, California Raisins, but as I was watching it, there was more that I remembered than I had thought I had remembered, but it has not been part of my canon at all. So I had some feel-goods from it. I feel very confident saying that those are definitely nostalgia. How about you, Julia? I kind of the same thing. I really didn't remember it as a whole, but there were a few parts that rang a bell a little bit. Like the singing camels seemed oddly familiar and the raisins seemed oddly familiar. Um, but I, I could net, I wasn't expecting what came next. The entire special it was almost like watching it for the first time. Um, overall impression. I, I quite like claymation. Um, I've always quite liked claymation. <laughs> and so that kind of gave me a thrill and it gave me some Christmas feels but this is definitely one of the weirder things I've seen in quite some time. Um, I can definitely see if I had watched this in 1987, really, really enjoying it. Just because my age. I would have been five, and I probably would have been, like, totally into it. So we should say, just because you mentioned that, this won the Emmy in 1987 for best... Um, the same in 1988, the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Programming. So, yeah, beat Garfield for that. The reviews for this back when it aired were actually really good. It was the highest rated thing air, um, program that night. Also mm -hmm. beating Garfield. I can uh, appreciate a lot of things about it. Like it was only 24 minutes. I think that's pretty much spot on for what it was. You know what I mean? I'm glad they didn't stretch it out. Right. So it was kind of short and sweet. What are your impressions, Anthony? You've got the, you've got the face. So no, I'm the same the as words I'm, to the face. <laughs> I'm the same as you guys. Like, I've definitely seen parts of this before, right? The raisins were very familiar. Mm -hmm. um, like you, I kind of remember the camels too. Mm -hmm. um, and even the dinosaurs kind of triggered some memory, even if I couldn't have remembered their voices or anything about them. It's just the look of them. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. What it, it, it was. It was a. It's definitely one of the. I think it's definitely one of the weirder things we've covered on this show, including out of the Rankin Bass stuff. Uh, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like, like I, I enjoy claymation. It gave me the feels. Um, it was just. Ooh, it was it was just something to watch. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I think like you, I appreciate that. But for our listeners who haven't seen it, it is basically an excuse for all these claymation figures to sing Christmas carols with mm -hmm. two dinosaurs in between, um, giving you a little background on each song they're about to sing. Heckling. And yeah, they're kind of like a less mean Statler and Waldorf or whatever. Yeah. But I would be, I'm remiss to put, make that comparison 
because I just really love stellar. <laughs> but yes. But that's <laughs> what that's what you would that's the type of archetypes. It is their function. Yeah. So for what it was, I mean they were cute. They were cute. I like Especially I like the dis- Herb. I thought Herb they were was cute. The dinosaur adorable. host was very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were really cute where all of the human characters were absolutely freaking horrifying to look at. Just me? Oh, I liked the I liked Santa and Mrs. Claus. Oh, I love Santa and Mrs. Claus. I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. So I I think the best way to cover the special is literally just taking a song by song because that's uh-huh. what the special is. Yep. And then, you know, we can, that'll be a good way to facilitate us talking about what our favorite songs were and what we liked, didn't like, things like that. Tom, do you want to kick us off with the first musical number? I do. We kick off the show and get started with the wise men, three wise men and their doo-wop singing camels doing a rendition of We Three Kings. And I have a hard time with this one because I really enjoy Like, I like the look of it. It was fun. It wasn't your traditional nativity scene. We don't see the baby Jesus. We start out with the three wise men on their journey to assume, assuming they're on their journey to Christ. They are singing about their journey and their camels keep interrupting with a doo-wop version. The version that the wise men were singing was really pretty. Mm-hmm. It, it was traditional. Yep. I liked it. Yeah, no, not in a bad way. And it was a totally intentional, right, to have the traditional wise men singing with these doo-wopping camels. It's supposed to be funny, you know. Probably where old folks like us can enjoy the traditional, mm-hmm. and then the kids can enjoy the, the camels, you know. So this special was originally conceived to be one of those kids sing-along videos, but then um, oh, yeah. it got a that prime time spot, and they turned yeah. it into more of a parody and more... Um, kind of winks and nods that adults could appreciate too as they're watching with their kids. Yes. Did, did y'all notice that they introduced the wise men, the Magi by name? Yes. I did. I appreciate it. Gaspar and Balthazar made me happy to hear. Yep. I have to say the information level in this show is high. I like how we got the tidbits from Rex, um, how he gave you a little bit of history in the background, and then Herb was there for the jokes and stuff. I liked that. I thought that was neat, and I was kind of surprised, honestly. It wasn't just throwaway humor. It was also a little bit history. Julie, I have to tell you, when Tom visited New York and he was going on and on about random facts, I was like Herb and just stuffing my face at that bar. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Pretending to listen. What? (laughs) I'm joking. What? What was I? You, you just wounded him. I'm not giving into this. You wounded him deep. <laughs> I had feelings. They would be hurt. Tom, you know I love you. Was my outline tonight not good? That's a good point. He did go the extra mile. It was good. You. It was good. And I did. I did send you a loving gift too for that. You did, and I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm just going to echo what the two of you said. I really like this number. I thought the wise men singing was actually really beautiful. And I like the design of the wise men. I like the design of the camels, too. The wise men scared me a little bit. <laughs> oh, their tent was cute, right? Their tent was what? Was cute. Oh, I don't even remember their tent, I don't think. Were like, it was like I behind them, their faces. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Faces were just a little scary. I thought the camels were more convincing. I think the animals were more convincing in this show 
aside from Santa and Mrs. Claus than the humans were. But we've talked about that before too, right? Like in any kind of animation, it can be hard to get that human figure, right? This human figure didn't do it for me, unfortunately. I, w- I wouldn't even just say the animals. Like we'll talk in a bit, like the bells and the raisins too were more convincing than the people. <laughs> yeah, the non-humans. <laughs> although, although the raisins... Uh, we'll I wasn't convinced at all by the raisins because I've never seen raisins dancing. Thank God. What if your raisins sprouted? Wait, wait, wait. Tom, did you not like visit a grocery market here in New York? You have dancing raisins in your grocery market? <laughs> a lot of weird crap goes down in New York City <laughs> that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, but this wasn't my favorite song. Not my favorite spec. either, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. All right. Next one's mine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so our second song is The Carol of the Bells, performed by the Notre Dame Cathedral, underneath the direction of Maestro Quasimodo by the Paris Bell Harmonic, a group of anthropomorphic church bells who strike their own heads with mallets to achieve their respective notes, with the low C bell, the tonic, constantly dawdling and enraging Quasimodo. This one made me laugh, like a lot. Well, I mean, I wasn't like laughing out loud, but like I was really enjoying this one. Um, the bells were hilarious to watch and that big dopey one, the big, uh, the low C bell was just funny, especially when he lost his mallet and he was trying to get his buddies to give him their mallets. And they were like, heck no. And he was like, come on, man, give me your mallet. I mean, and Quasimodo nails him at the end with a slingshot. <laughs> yeah. And it is the perfect final note. Yeah. Quasimodo was deranged looking and terrifying. <laughs> Which he's supposed to be, right? In fairness. Right. He is. He is supposed to be. Um, Right. I mean, he definitely, he's not the Disney Quasimodo who's kind of precious, you know, and you feel really sorry for him. He's probably a more accurate representation of Quasimodo from the books. So I love the bells. Can I tell you what these bells reminded me of? Do y'all remember happy? What'd you say? Oh, you said go go for it. I thought you said gophers, and I was like, no, they did not remind me of gophers. They reminded me of the McDonald's Happy Meal toys they had when we were young in the 80s and 90s that were the nuggets that dressed <gasps> up like different things. Do you remember those nuggets? Yeah, I, had, I do. Like, I do. All I do. Of them. And that, like, the brown of these bells is the exact same with those nuggets. And every time I saw them, I'm like, man, it reminds me of those nugget toys. <laughs> so, you know... So there are two things I loved about this scene. One, I love that they didn't have the lyrics. It was just all um, yeah. the bells, which I really liked. I really thought that was cool. I thought it sounded great. Um, I loved the joke before the song plays where Rex, I think, says, I have a hunch that... Uh, I forget the rest <laughs> of the joke, but he makes a hunch joke about the hunchback. I thought that was funny. I laughed at that. That was funny. So you liked the bells too, Tom? I did. They were cute. Mm-hmm. It, for some reason, it reminded me I did. I was in the uh, handbell choir in middle school, Ooh. and uh, we went and played at Banks at Christmas time, and it was rad. But yeah. um, that yeah, awkward that, that awkward bell that could never get it right is how I was <laughs> what I was always afraid of. Right, I'm always sitting there like so anxious, ready to and afraid I'm going to miss it. I felt I uh, it brought back. Fun childhood memories. I could only like, it reminded me for no other reason than that they were bells at the commercial with the Hershey Kisses too. Like bells and Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Like I think that's like, 
what I appreciate most about this special overall was it, the songs give me the Christmas feels. Yeah, they were all highly traditional. I mean, except yeah. for the last one. They were all, you know, oldies were, and goodies. And they're all ones you don't really hear in a lot of specials now. Yeah, that's true. Which I like. I did. Uh, so, yeah, all the songs on here, I feel like, are songs that aren't really on television anymore. Mm-hmm. Or movies, most of the time. The Bells ties for number one for my favorite part of the special. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm curious to see what our other one is. <laughs> if we're all in agreement with the other one. <laughs> that would be um, magical. It would be. That does not happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Did, did we get to your least favorite ones yet? No? It is at, my favorite is Here We Come A-Waffling. I like Spoiler Here We Come A-Waddling. <laughs> what about Wallowing? Did you like that one? Wallowing, I did like wallowing. the No, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> the pigs looked like they threw a bunch of pieces of Play-Doh in a big old wagon with some pink pigs sticking out of it. It was so, I don't know. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so... We'll get to the wassailing and everything at the end. Because th- that, I wanted to like talk about all of that together, the three of them. Because the soundtrack, so on that website we were, I was talking about earlier that Jerry linked us to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because the album is no longer available. And the music guy, the conductor, um, Little, or Little, yeah. didn't get paid. He put them all up for free on the website because it's not readily available. And there are a lot of people who want it. But um, all the wassling stuff is edited together to kind of like tell one whole story in a song interspersed with Rex. It's pretty cool. That's funny. But, um, nice of that guy. And sad at the same time. Yeah. So the next song of the special is Oh Christmas Tree, which is performed by a children's choir and showed various scenes taking place inside of Christmas ornaments. I thought this one looked really nice. And I thought the rendition of the song... It's very pretty. The kids sounded. The kids were fun to hear singing it. They really mm-hmm. were. I like it was very. A lot. It was reminiscent, kind of, of like when you hear that they're when you could tell it's actual kids singing in Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of. This is my ties for first favorite because it gives me the most Christmas feels. I like this one a lot. I like this one a lot. Santa and Mrs. Claus in it too. They're so they were so cute. They're so Again, cute. They, Zoom in I would on that. buy these as ornaments. When they zoom in on that scene into that ornament where you see them, I just thought it was the sweetest thing, Santa asleep by the fire while Mrs. Claus is knitting and looking over at him lovingly. Yeah. But like, besides how cute that was, just the whole scene, it dark except for the fire and the Christmas tree. Like, I love sitting in the dark except for the light of the decorations and the fire. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like Christmas. It it did it did feel like Christmas. By the way, uh, when it got cold here in Tulsa, what was that like Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, I walked outside. I was in like I was going out to the car to get something to take back into the hotel, and uh, I just started singing that and didn't realize I was until I noticed people were looking at me like I was crazy. (laughs) Um, I liked I liked the idea of zooming into the ornaments. Thought that was really cool, and I feel like that captured some of that magical kid Christmas feels a little bit you have when you look at a tree and you start to imagine yourself in all these different places. And so I really liked that. And I like the way the tree look and I like, um, I like the way the tree in the 
workshop looked the best with the candles on it and like super fire hazard, but like absolutely gorgeous. And I, I loved that. In my notes, I wrote childlike wonder a lot next yes. to this one. It was great. Yeah. Was this the scene with the workshop where you see the elves making toys? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was clever the way they were making toys, how they had like yeah. a knife cutting the wood and they just sliced it and it turned into like a bear or a rocking horse uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, and the they other had one the like wrapping machine. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. I thought that was cute. Uh-huh. Yeah, we always talked before about um, the goings-ons at Santa's workshop, right? Like how are the toys made and all of that stuff. So it was neat to see some of that um, in this one. I also... This is where we were, I don't remember what part it was. It was probably the tree, but I can't remember exactly. But there was some part of the claymation during this particular scene that reminded me of that Gnome King in Return to Oz, where it's like his skin kept like replacing itself. And when Mm -hmm. I was watching, I'm like, man, that reminds me of Return to Oz. That is weird. And then I read your outline and I'm like, oh, well, that's why. Because the same (laughs) thing. It's pretty perfect. That's awesome. So that was a blast from the past as well. <laughs> yeah, this comes very close to tying for my favorite song, but not quite. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what your favorite I love this one too. Mm-hmm. Yep. All this right. Awesome. Our next one, we have Angels We Have Heard on High, which was instrumental of the carol with an interactive ice belly performed by, the wal- by a pair of walruses and several dismayed penguins. <laughs> visually this one was fun i mean it was just uh-huh. it was it was christmas camp right i mean it really was mm-hmm. it didn't have the same beauty that i saw uh in the ornaments but i still really enjoyed it i thought the walruses were freaking adorable uh-huh except were, the bosom on the girl wor- walrus was a little hot a little bit <laughs> oh. i wouldn't go that far we um, came to different uh, different conclusions on that one. It made, it made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you guys but, watch Bob's Burgers? No. We've talked about this before. I know we did. I know we did. I realized that after uh-huh. I asked it. I was just going to let it go. Well, there's this scene where the son on Bob's Burgers, they're on a cruise, and he falls in love with a, a voluptuous manatee puppet as part of a show on, a, on the cruise. And it gets really awkward, but that's all, that's, that's all I could think of. <laughs> that is quite the voluptuous walrus. So, so I didn't get the Christmas feels from this. I got like the winter feels. This, this one Fair reminded enough. me Disney for some reason, because I had this I old it. VHS tape when I was younger. It was like a bunch of Disney vignettes, a lot of them nonverbal, but it took place in winter and Christmas. And one of them was just a bunch of animals on the ice with music huh. playing underneath, like orchestral music. And then, you know, the ice broke and you see them all trying to... But, I don't know, for some reason that's what I thought They all of. died a terrible icy death? <laughs> no, they're heading towards, like, the waterfall and they're all on the ice trying to scrabble oh. off on. But I think Chip and Dale might have been in that one. I don't know, but I that VHS tape was so worn out. Was that old all. school Disney? That's it was, like, old school Disney, yeah. No school like the old school. But... Yeah, I really like this one, just how cute the walruses and the penguins were. But I agree with you, Julia. I was um, more winter than Christmassy, but I did like the arrangement of the actual song beneath it, mm-hmm. underlying the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And watching a bunch of penguins like bowling pins is always a good time. <laughs> they were so cute. 
They looked so annoyed. They really did. <laughs> I love they penguins. They did. And it reminded me of Topper. That's my wife's favorite animal. Topper? Penguins. Oh, the penguins. penguins favorite animal. Oh, has my she seen Mr. Popper's penguins? We have seen that. I love that movie. It's so good. Okay. It's adorable. Our next one is Joy to the World. This was a sulfur rendition of the carol featuring images depicting African-American culture. So this one, um, you open up on a church scene, and a church in the middle of a wintry scape. The church was beautiful. Um, that was probably then, my favorite image in the whole special, that church. Yeah, it was with the stained glass. So you kind of zoom into the stained glass, and then it becomes like a Peter Gabriel music video. And I mean that as like the best compliment ever because I love Peter Gabriel. <laughs> but so it's, um, this one is very interpretive um, and it's a lot less focusing on characters doing a thing, right? It's, um, it reminds me of those people that are like sand artists. Have you seen them where they have sand on a light table and they move the sand around to create oh, yeah. different pictures? That's what it reminded me of. Um, I thought this one was extremely unique and it was very beautiful. Um, it was a very artistic. So it was oddly placed in this special. <laughs> it did not feel like it went with the rest to me. This um, was my favorite. This was my least favorite. Was it really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I liked this one. Oh, it wasn't my favorite. I loved it. But I, I don't know. I kind of do feel like it was throwing a bone to the adults watching. And I feel like very young children would love this one. You know, like those Baby Einstein movies that were so popular for so long were really kind of disjointed almost as well. That's kind of what this one reminded me of. But like in a great way. <laughs> this is highly, this is definitely better than Baby Einstein. I loved it. So I'll, why was it your there. least favorite? I, I was about to say, let me go before Tom so we can end this one on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably because I'm not the interpretive thing. Not for me. And as far as Christmas carols go, Joy to the World, there are not many versions of that song I really love. Oh, really? And, and this is not one of I them. I could imagine Anthony getting behind a song that has the word joy <laughs> or joyful in the title. Hey, hey. There are versions of it I really enjoy. Well, a lot of them don't do it for me. I think Joy to the World is one of my favorite church songs to sing at Christmas time. Besides like Silent Night, Joy to the World's the other one. I love it. So joyful. It is joyful. I don't like Silent Night. I mean, I do too. But man, I he love it. He said he doesn't like it. Joyful. You don't like Silent Night? I don't like Silent Night. <gasps> what oh, is yeah. wrong with you? I love Silent Night. We always do it by candlelight. I, just, I love that. That's one of my I favorites. I just feel like it's missing something. Is it noise? No, I don't dislike it. I just, it's not like something I love. Not your favorite. Right. I get that. Hmm. I, yeah, that's so, kind of what I feel with Joy to the World. It's not something I love, and a lot of other renditions don't do it for me. I don't hate it. But this version? Tom, why did you like this one so much? I liked the music. It was different. And I also liked the interpretive aspect of it. It was just... It was creative. It was something I wasn't expecting. It wasn't the childlike or the childish just hand me everything that uh, all the other ones were. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt unique. And I think I, I, I like that. So and I, I like joy. And I like joy. I like I joy. I like joy Joy's too. A good thing. I like joy too. Just not 
as interpreted by the session. <laughs> I, I, I was very confused afterward because like I said, it had my favorite image in the whole special, which is that church at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love that image like as a painting. I thought it was beautiful, that church beautiful. just in the snow. And then the actual song itself, not for me. It was my least favorite. Huh. Well, Anthony, why don't you go ahead and do my least favorite? So the next one, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was sung by the California Raisins. It was a cover of the Temptations version of the same song. And I feel like this is probably the one that's most remembered, not necessarily for the song, but because when people think of this special they think of the california raisins mm-hmm. um which caused a bunch of heartbreak and rights issues for the people who made this special so was was i i'm, I'm just gonna say it was i the one who got like slightly racist vibes from the raisins uh no? if you if you google the california raisins you will find that you are definitely not the only one <laughs> okay that makes me feel a lot better <laughs> I actually liked the version of the song. The raisins are just, they're just weird looking. How like, they're just very weird looking. How did that even become to be a thing? Because well, did, like, there was a they... great long stretch when we were younger where the California raisins were like a big, I even remember my fourth or fifth grade teachers dressing up like the California raisins and dancing. Oh, for, to, yeah. Yeah. At school. And it was the thing. Didn't they start out before these movies? Before movies? I remember them distinctly, like, advertising the concession stands and stuff before movies back in the day. I'm not sure that's where they started out or if they started out, like, you know, branding for a box of raisins and then they got big and did that. I was going to ask if that's how they started out or if they were co-opted by the California raisin industry. But I thought it was weird because McDonald's, as a kid, they had the, the California raisins and kids' meals. But McDonald's didn't sell raisins or anything remotely like raisins, <laughs> which just seemed like a really odd placement for me. Even as a child, I was I was questioning, questioning. that choice. So, you know what I was questioning about this song? So it starts off with these raisins. They missed the last bus or something home. They're wondering how to get home. And they said, oh, a reindeer will be by any second, which is how they got singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh-huh. Turns out they didn't need the reindeer, though, because apparently they can fly and pull the sleigh. While Not the, the sleigh, the dumpster. The, the yeah, dump- it wasn't the sleigh. The dumpster that contained the raisin that looked like a pimp, including the pimp cane in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one didn't do it for me. I was not a fan. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, really, at all. That was a fine Oh, version. I do. I didn't. Oh, I you don't like, like that version. one? I don't like the Temptations um, version. I didn't hate it, but that's not my main problem with this. I didn't really like the visuals and the story, so to speak. It wasn't didn't feel Christmassy to me at all. Oh, Christmassy to me. It's just the raisins just creep me out. <laughs> and Will Vinton did a lot, a lot of raisins. <laughs> Judging from his credits. If you guys were like any form of animators, what, what, what food or fruit or vegetable would you hone in on and make dedicate specials to? Bananas. I agree with you. Yeah, bananas are hilarious. Give them little stick legs and have them walk around all funny because they're oddly shaped. Bananas. What would bananas you do, Tom? Pajamas. Uh, there's... There's always money in the banana stand. Are we all in agreement with bananas? Um, it's like lightning is striking twice. No, I'm thinking. I have to be a... Con- 
Trarian. Of course. I think I'd go with broccoli. I like broccoli. Broccoli would be funny too. I am going to have to say I would do broccoli. It's a solid choice. Solid choice. I thought broccoli always looked best in veggie tails. Yes. The top of the broccoli looks like hair. Uh-huh. For anthropomorphizing, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I just remember Junior. Oh, that's asparagus anyway. He was asparagus. Like asparagus too. Pretty close. Pretty close. What if we did a book about asparagus who's self-conscious because his pee smells? <laughs> but I don't know. Tribe of asparagus, but they're self-conscious about the way their pee smells. <laughs> Gosh, so many good nuggets in that movie. There really are. So, Julia, this Rudolph may not have been your favorite storyline, so to speak, in this episode, but I love the next one just because of the gags throughout the episode. So, is that tied for your favorite? Purely Are you because serious? Purely because of the end, where it's a big joyous thing along with them all. I do like the very, the very. And I guess I you love- technically are missing a musical yeah. number because here we come a wassailing is also combined with um there's another song at the very very end that they end on is it we wish you merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas yeah okay so it's kind of like the big finale i really did like that too that felt that was a great way to send it off right and that's why it's my tied for my favorite but tom Mm -hmm. why don't you this one is also tied for my favorite (gasps) look at you guys i have yeah it was just so good i had three that i really liked that i'm going to remember and this one is the entire cast singing Here We Come a Waffling, which starts out as Here We Come a Waffling. And uh, there's a little waffle cart that's coming through. <laughs> People are taking the waffles. Pushed by dogs. Yep. Pushed by dogs. Just the and, people you uh, want to buy waffles from. Are there people you don't want to buy waffles from? Dogs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call BS on that one. I think if there were dogs pushing a cart of waffles, I bet Julie would still take one. Me embrace there- my inner Leslie Nope and say... Yeah, I need some waffles from some dogs. <laughs> Wouldn't you have to buy a waffle from a dog pushing a cart? Because you'd want to go up to the cart and find out, like, whoa, this dog is pushing a cart and selling waffles. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's like perfect, like, marketing thing. Have your pet pushing a cart of waffles. <laughs> Julia, do you want to know how my inner Leslie note gets channeled regularly? How? Anytime there's anything that involves... Ready whip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean anything. I really uh, know. One, one of my favorite snacks, just in case you guys ever want to try something that's absolutely delicious. Um, Christine really likes graham crackers and peanut butter, Yeah, which are really good. Cover the top of that peanut butter in some uh, ready whip. So graham cracker, peanut butter, ready whip on top. Sounds pretty legit. Mm-hmm. I hate graham crackers. It's like peanut butter pie. Well, you also like goldfish and M&Ms together, so... That's a better have- combo than that. <laughs> I can't knock it. I still haven't tried it. I'm kind of scared to. Uh, Julie, we need you to try both this week. Take one for the team. Just take <laughs> one for the team. Try them both and let us know which is better. All right. I'll do it. Because it involves I- buying M&Ms and buying Ready Whip. And you're going to have to get Marty or one of the kids to videotape it for our Instagram, the taste test. I can make that happen. So the whole here blind come- taste test. Don't tell her what she's eating. <laughs> So the whole here we come a wassailing thing, I liked not only the mix-ups with the word, but I loved that when Rex kept her correcting them, he didn't even know what wassailing meant. And he was flipping the dictionary and everything. <laughs> like he was just trying to show off that he was smarter than everyone, but he had no clue what it was. 
what a, which is hilarious to me. And there is a nice resolution that he's so bothered by them saying it wrong the whole time. And when it's finally sung right, you can tell that he's like satisfied. So, so we, we have the dogs. Yeah, so we have the ducks. Here we come a waddling. We have the yep. pigs. Here we come a waffling. No, the dogs are waffling. Dogs are waffling. Yep. Pigs are wallowing. Yeah, wallowing. Wallowing. Mm-hmm. And then the elves, well, they were supposed to be elves, were wassailing, and yet they sounded like leprechauns. Yeah, they were leprechauns. They were they the Keebler elves. Okay. <laughs> the beginning of elf. They, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I even put elves, question mark, <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> Yeah. Remind, it reminded me very much of the Leprechaun's Christmas gold there for a <laughs> second. It was a bit like that. <laughs> I have trauma blocked that, so nothing will ever remind me of that. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> so I love that Herb was so happy. He was like, see, I told you there was a song about snacks. <laughs> but he's so like, ugh. I didn't like where they left him. You didn't like Herb? I loved Herb. I didn't like how he ended up with his buttons all bursting and but, really uncomfortable. Oh, come on, that's <laughs> like, isn't that how everyone feels after a big holiday meal, though? They just animated that to the extreme. Yeah, I don't want to be reminded of that feeling. Oh, I do. <laughs> I want to be reminded how full. That's the part of, that's the part of holidays we forget. But yeah, eventually the elves come and explain to them what wassailing is. And there's a big sing-along where they all sing, here we come a wassailing and we wish you a Merry Christmas. And that's how the special ends. And it's a pitch perfect note to end on, which is why this is my tied for my favorite song. Yeah, the ending was great. I was very so one of my three favorites. So why do you think this special hasn't kind of withstood that test of time like the Rankin-Bass ones have? Especially because at least... And the interwebs, it seems quite popular and a lot of people seem to have nostalgia for it. And it won that Emmy and got great ratings when it aired. So why do you think this one just kind of faded away? I know, is it just because it stopped airing because of rights issues? So it just kind of faded from the public eye? That definitely didn't help. But it seems a lot less on topic than the Rankin-Bass specials, right? Where it's a tighter story, I think. Mm -hmm. A more recognizable story because while the songs are recognizable in this special the settings are completely different right because they did they took their own interpretation of the different settings and i think when it comes to christmas stuff like that we have our standards because we're used to seeing the same stories over and over again that that creates an attachment whether we want it to or not i mean it's definitely i know we say rankin bass is trippy a lot of the time but i mean yeah Intelligent, but they dino- have some that aren't. Intelligent, intelligent dinosaurs singing raisins, Quasimodo directing bells that are beating the. This is a very trippy out there yeah. special. It is. Flatulation bells. <laughs> 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 but I, like I said at the beginning, in the end, I got the feelings from it. I didn't hate I did it too. at all. No, I didn't either. And, and, and I, I think it helped. It was, a, it was a short line. I yeah I I liked it and I think I just like the fact I love these random it's kind of like a Muppet Family Christmas it was just an excuse for songs to song to song and mm-hmm. I think I don't think there are enough of those for around Christmas sadly yeah I like no, there's not Tom do you have any final thoughts it was good I don't love it I think what I do like about it is the nostalgia for the eighties mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah. Okay. Should we rank this then? Is this going on our TV specials? Uh, it's going with Charlie Brown and all the, all of them. Yep. The TV specials. All right. I'm going to go with a 5.8. I'm going to go with a solid eight. Nice. I'm giving it an eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an odd episode. <laughs> so that gives it an average of 7.27, which puts it just under Flintstones Christmas. Wow. That works for me. I'm kind of surprised. I was not expecting rankings like that coming into it. Uh, Me neither. I really wasn't. I think having watched it yesterday and giving it time for me to think about it more probably gave gave it a little higher ranking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we do have listener feedback for this one. That we We have a lot of listener feedback. So on Reddit, we heard from G.J. Davila, Jerry Davila. And he wrote, such a fun special. My fave will always be- was always the Bells. Of course, being a huge dinosaur lover as a kid, I really dug the hosts as well. I remember waiting to see this every Christmas and was so disappointed when they stopped showing it. And then he linked us to that website we were talking about earlier. But yeah, I was a huge dinosaur lover as a kid too. I talked about the Jurassic Park set I got that one Christmas. So I would have like really dug Rex and Herb as a kid, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as I'm looking at our Instagram, this got more feedback on Instagram than uh, any episode I can find going back all the way to uh, at least this year. Wow. Yeah. The most comments. Um, we got uh, Matthew Bellows gave us some fi- a couple fire emojis. The Christmas gift store said nice. Uh, Angel Ruther said that this is her mom's favorite Christmas special. She bought her the, the VHS and then years later, the DVD. She loves Carol the Bells. That's so sweet that she bought it for her mom twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pumpkin King 27 said, growing up watching this, I had my likes and dislikes. I love the Carol the Bells part. Love the camel's knobby knees. Hated the camel's tooth gap. As a kid, I hated <laughs> skipped the part. I hated and skipped the part where it was through the ornaments in and all the way out. But as an adult, I've grown to love this part. I still watch it every year, and now my for- force my kids to watch it. LOL. <laughs> So, so far, I'm seeing a common theme. People love the bells. Mm-hmm. They love the bells. Bells are great. On Facebook, we heard from Jerry DeVilla as well, um, echoing what he said on Reddit. We also heard from Lauren Simone. He says, I love the special, but I wonder if it's a product of its time. I tried to get my daughter to watch it, and she was bored. Good point. I have not tried to show my kids this one, but I, I am curious. <laughs> I, what they would say about it. <laughs> I would hazard a guess to say it's a product of its time. Probably so. But I'm actually curious, what do you think aged better, this or Rankin Bass? Rankin Bass. That's what I think, too. But I I'm wondering, like, do we only think that because they show it every year, so we're used to it? Uh, I feel like this has some more timed references. Mm-hmm. California raisins did not just don't hold yeah. up, right? Yeah, that's true. And they put a lot of they 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 put all their horses on you know, all their bets on one horse, really with the spending the most of the budget on the California raisins and yeah. Well, plus I think it goes back to kind of what Julie was talking about earlier, right? Where she said the Rankin Bass ones kind of had more classic stories, right, about Santa mm-hmm. and Rudolph and Frosty, whereas this kind of did its own thing, 
Right. Well, as you can tell, we really love getting feedback from listeners both before our show. So going into watching it for us and then um, after the show airs and and hearing everybody's thoughts on what we watch. So um, chime in with us and enjoy the conversation that a lot of our other listeners drum up as well. You can do that on all of our social media presences. Um, We're on Twitter at Tis the Pod, Instagram at Tis the Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, um, Tis the Podcast. And we have a pretty active subreddit, r slash tis the podcast. And you can find all of our social media presences simply by going to tisthepodcast.com slash Instagram slash Facebook and all of that. If you want a quick way to get there, um, come talk to us. We love to talk back. We have a ton of fun throughout the week filling in the space between recording with chit chat with y'all. So come and interact with us. We also love reviews. Um, Anywhere you get your podcasts, if you drop a review, it helps other people find the podcast as well. And that's our goal is spreading Christmas cheer all year long. So come and check us out there too. I will say if you want some fun additional content, head over to our Patreon account. On Patreon, you can hear full-length unedited episodes like our April Fool's crackling fire one which it's a lot it's a lot funnier if you see how hard we had to work to not make to not laugh on that one mm-hmm. so check that out and you can hear you can see other episodes that never made it to the to the podcast because they were only for patrons i'm running a little bit behind i apologize for the couple of you who have joined recently our patreon i don't have access to our cards or our stickers but you will get those i promise once the movers take them out and put them back in my home and we will get some bonus episodes up there soon. Well, one thing I'm working on, we got a lot of feedback that people liked our shirts and our hoodies. So we're going to do a campaign with to sell some hoodies and shirts. And Patreon listeners will have the opportunity to get a discount and some extra uh, Patreon-only stuff added to their swag. So keep an, keep an eye out. Cool. Yeah. So the next week on the regular in our regular feed we will be covering disney's 2018's the nutcracker and the four realms which should be fun because i know you guys haven't seen it right have not and the week after that 1977's emmett otter's jug band christmas which is another one that has a lot a lot of fans out there i also have not seen that one i have not either I thought you did. Weren't you the one who posted the outtakes? So you only saw the outtakes? Yeah, I've just seen the outtakes and they're oh, okay. hilarious. <laughs> they are. That one's... Oh, they're so funny. Cute. I love when those Muppets melt because the hand comes out of their bodies. <laughs> 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 when they just go... <laughs> lump over. The next two weeks should be pretty fun, but yes. less fun news. There are still 6,624 hours until Christmas. But that's only 261 days. We are 37 weeks away, y'all. We're getting there. It's doable. It's doable. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Do your homework, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye, everyone. That's it. Somebody's got it right.